you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35. Hello. 
Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. We are not. It's true. But we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. We do like to talk about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you. We share your comments and your thoughts. And we answer your questions to the best of our ability. But please do remember, we are podcast hosts. We're not experts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. If you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can also text us at that phone number. And I want you to know that two different people sent us photos of the eggplant emoji in the wild. Like someone was at a state fair and they had stuffed eggplant emojis as a prize. And they sent us a photo of that. What? And then another person was visiting the town of Catonville, Maryland, where there is an eggplant statue in the town. What? Yeah. Catonville, Maryland. That's what they said. Yeah, there's a, there's a big, an Albergine statue in this town of Kate Love, Kate, oh, Ellicott City, Maryland. Excuse me. That is where the picture is from. Ellicott City, Maryland. They send us a picture of a big eggplant statue. So, you know, you will see pieces of wow. us in the world and you'll want to let us know. So please text us. <laughs> um, you can also follow our, uh, visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mentioned on the show. We are on Twitter at Forever35Pod, on Instagram at Forever35Podcast, and you can join the Forever35 Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Forever35Podcast. The password is Serums. We do have a newsletter, which you can sign up for at Forever35Podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can check out all of the prods we recommend in a more easily digestible format at shopmy.us slash forever35. I also do want to put in another plug for our Balance Bound Forever 35 collab. This is our merch. Stuff is so cute. This is our merch. Check that out at balancebound.co slash shop slash forever35. All right. Now that we have gotten the show business out of the way, I have an important follow-up to a conversation that we had on this show, which is people who use Dawn dish soap to remove stains as they launder their clothes. And yesterday, I did it. I used Dawn. Okay. And it was amazing. How did it it work? It worked really well. It works, right? Yes. And in fact, it's crazy. In one instance, I rubbed the Dawn onto the stains and then I threw my clothes in the laundry and I forgot to add any sort of laundry detergent. And oh, funny. Okay. Didn't even matter. The Dawn just did its stuff and the stains were gone. Like I didn't even need the added support of a detergent. So, Our listeners were right. Our listeners were right. Yeah, it's great. 
I love just spritzing a little Dawn on and going to town. <laughs> I did document it on our Instagram and what was poss- possibly the least exciting Instagram stories to ever be created on the planet. Just me rubbing soap into clothes and then doing laundry. But I was like, you know what? This is a hot topic. We got a lot of feedback on removing oil stains. I am going to document this journey. And I don't know. It like Now do I ever need to buy like shout spray again? I kind of don't feel like I do. I mean, you might not have to. No disrespect to like the shout company, but I might not need you anymore. <laughs> um, I also just want to say, I'm going to talk about my little laundry hack that I texted you about. Okay, lay it on us. Because you were talking about how you don't like you you don't know what the laundry symbols mean, and sometimes yes. tags just have the symbols. They don't say like tumble dry low. It's just like a symbol, and you're like, what the fuck is this? So what I did is I I did Google it, but then I printed out the guide to all the symbols, and I just taped it up next to the washing machine. This is such a good idea. That's it. <laughs> I know, but like, that's a really good idea. Did you, and I know this is going to maybe sound silly. Did you read that idea somewhere or were you just like, I know I how to solve this? I think I came up with it. I think I, Dory Shafrir, <laughs> came up with this genius hack <laughs> to print out because I also was like, I can never remember what any of these things mean. No, and the symbols aren't intuitive. No, they are not intuitive. Whoever came up with these sig- symbols, I, I would like a word. <laughs> yeah, it's like a picture of like an egg cracking or something. And you're like supposed to know what the fuck that means in regards to laundry. It, it's so confusing. Oh All right, that's that is really smart and something I think I could easily, I could actually like literally do that right now as we're recording this podcast. I won't. Yeah, but I could. That's but a great could. idea, and also that would help because my children do their own laundry, and I'm, you know. They just kind of like throw it all in and often they forget to add detergent as well. But it might help just to kind of, in case they do have questions, to kind of have that there. It'll help for the whole family. All right. Yeah. Good idea, Dory. Good hack. Oh, thank you. What have thank you been up you to this week so over there? much. Well, Kate, I have been volunteering for a political campaign. Tell me everything, because this is not something I already know. This is news to me. You know, I just wanted to save it for the pod. Get your like true unvarnished reaction. What if my reaction was like, gross? How being involved I mean, in politics that would be, is dumb. That would be a legitimate reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, you know, okay. So as you know, I was a journalist for a long time. And at least in my most recent job at BuzzFeed, where I was for six years, you couldn't be involved in any sort of advocacy, political advocacy, like even you couldn't even say like, go to a pro, you're, you weren't even supposed to like go to a pro-choice march or anything like that. Like, it was just like you weren't, you were supposed to be quote unquote unbiased. And I, you know, I think that objectivity is an illusion and mm. journalists should just be upfront about their biases instead of pretending like they are objective because it's just bullshit. But nonetheless, we are forced to keep up this facade of objectivity. 
But then when I quit in 2018, I was like, okay, cool. I can like be more vocal about my, you know, my political beliefs. And now I was like, I, you know, I think actually um, our experience raising money through the States Project, the Giving Circle, um, has been really uh, influential mm-hmm. on my thinking and like just showed the power of <sighs> advocacy. Um, and I was like, I want to get involved in like a super local campaign. And so I started volunteering for the city council campaign of someone who is challenging my city council person who I'm not a fan of. Um, And I have a friend actually who had been volunteering with this candidate's campaign since before the primary. And I said to her, Oh, you know, I'd like to get involved. And she was like, just email the campaign. Like they're always looking for volunteers. So I emailed them um, someone reached out. I had like a one-on-one call with one of their the people who oversees volunteers. Then I, then someone like texted me and was like, so-and-so thought you might want to be a lead. And I was like, what's a lead? And it turns out a lead is someone who, um, like motivates other volunteers and like gets them to canvas and do other stuff. And I was like, I can do that. Cause the other thing I realized is like, I don't mind like bothering people. <laughs> Thank God. You we, you need people like that in politics and in campaigns. That's so good. Because I realize it's kind of similar to when you're a journalist and you're trying to get a source to call you back. Oh my God. I couldn't. You're just like, her. you're just like, hey. Just checking in, like, did you get my message? Let's figure out a time to chat. Hey, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like this sort of dance of figuring out how to, how to like diplomatically, but firmly like follow up with someone. Mm. Um, and like get them to do what you want them to do, <laughs> which, you know, ultimately I find very rewarding. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's fun. I like it. I enjoy it. And um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to like channel my powers and my experience for good. I think that is awesome. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, Kate. I mean, it just, it can be easy to feel cynical and get frustrated. And I think I think one thing you and I have really both thought a lot about this year and for a while is that really the importance of participation in super local politics. So I think that's, you were just yes. really walking the walk, Dory. I admire it very much. Thank you, Kate. I am, I'm trying to walk the walk. I'm trying to like get involved both because like it's great to donate money, but that's also like, kind of the easiest way to get involved and i was like you know what i mean i want to just like take things to the next level challenging yourself it sounds like i am i am challenging myself i'm stretching my wings doing something that like is a little bit outside my comfort zone like once i got into it i was like oh okay i get this but like kind of getting over the initial hump of just like calling people and being like hey 
I'm calling from this campaign and like we have this event coming up and like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, also like I wasn't expecting people to actually answer. And so then oh, a I couple know. of them the did. Worst. And I was oh. like, oh, uh, hi. <laughs> it is. I mean, I have done phone calling for campaigns you before. You phone banked. Yeah. A bunch. Totally. And the entire time I have, I'm like, every time I'm praying, the person doesn't pick up because I'm so much like, right. I'm not like you and that I'm, I do mind quote bugging people. It's not bugging, but you know what I mean? I do mind that kind of, it's just, it's just not in my comfort zone. So right. I love that you are harnessing like not just your passion, but your skill set. That's what I'm talking about, Kate. Well, Kate, we should take a little break. And um, we have some we have some stuff to get to from our listeners. All right, we'll be right back. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get oh, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. Once you once you start wearing honey love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish 
on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now they dissect issues women face in the U.S., and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass, because this is the year you can really learn from the best to Become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from thirty dollars. You got washable silk tops, really stunning fourteen karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E 
com slash forever 35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash forever 35 well let's start with a very important message from a listener they texted us forever ago a listener wrote in wondering what red lipstick taylor swift uses and now we have the answer. For the VMAs, she wore Pat McGrath's Liquid Lust Matte in Ellison 4. Pat posted about it, but my source was Taylor Swifter St- Taylor Swift Styled, which I've been meaning to send in forever as an answer to the original question. Better late than never, I hope. Okay. I mean, we have much to discuss on the Taylor Swift front. Not only do we now know what her what her red of choices, which is gorgeous, by the way. I don't own any Pat McGrath. I think I got to get my hands on this. How do I not own any Pat McGrath makeup? Do you? I don't either. No, she's iconic. All right. Well, this might be my first Pat McGrath purchase. But we also received the announcement that Taylor is coming out with a new album, Midnights. She looked great at the VMAs. So thank you, listener, for this hot tip on this red. I wonder if it will look good uh, with on my skin. I can't wait to try it. All right. Wow. Tangent alert. Moving on. Totally. Uh, <sighs> an interesting voicemail that we received. Okay. This is this person has an interesting dilemma that I'm very curious to get your thoughts on. Hey, Captain Dora, would love some advice about this uh, dilemma that I have from you or from listeners on the pod and calling in from Montreal, Canada. I'm about to finish my PhD in clinical child psychology after many long and complicated and emotionally traumatic years, um, which is nice that I'm finishing, but had things gone normally, I would have graduated, I don't know, two to four years ago, which is when the rest of my cohort graduated, but I needed to start my thesis over from scratch when the pandemic hit. Uh, with a new supervisor, new new topic, new everything. So the fact that I'm actually finishing right now is kind of a testament to my willpower and my intense stubbornness, I think. So um, I'm finally getting there, and I have many, many supportive and wonderful friends who have cheered me on, and they've all said, you know, oh, we'd love to be at your thesis defense, which is kind of these days hybrid. Either you come by Zoom or you come in person. And I suspect that they will want to make social media posts about my hopefully successful defense to say congratulations. And even though I'm so, so proud of myself um, and what I've achieved, I'm really, really reluctant to post anything about it online because it feels like I should have gotten this done a really long time ago. And actually, I'm a little bit embarrassed to how long it's taken, even though it wasn't my fault. And also, I used to find these posts about other people's successful thesis defenses kind of triggering for my anxiety back when I thought that I might never finish. So it's kind of weird to now have other people do it for me. So the, what I need advice on is how do I kindly ask my supportive friends for whom I'm so grateful <laughs> to not post about this or should I instead work on overcoming this embarrassment and reframing the narrative by remembering that social media never shows the full story, et cetera, and then maybe I could be a nice example for others to see about someone who had significant setbacks and some failures and overcame those roadblocks to achieve their success. Um, but the idea of like putting it out there just makes me want to disappear into a hole and it's so conflicting to be proud of something and that simultaneously 
really, really embarrassed about the fact that it took so long. So um, would love some advice on this. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Hmm. Thoughts? I mean, I think you can say I'm keeping this off social media for now and, and I'd appreciate you not posting. Like that's an easy way to to just deal with it. Um you know, <laughs> I want you to be proud of your accomplishment and I would love for you to not be embarrassed about it taking so long, but like you finished. Like, oh my god, I dropped out of a PhD program. Like most a lot of people don't finish PhD programs. So just the fact that you finished is like pretty freaking amazing. So that's yeah. what I'll say about that. I mean, like, I don't, I personally don't think you have anything to be embarrassed about. And like, it's very kind of you to think about it being triggering for other people. But like, ultimately, that's not your responsibility. Amen to everything you said. In my, in my opinion. Um, but if after all that, after my little pep talk, you still don't feel comfortable, I think you can just have a little chat with your friends and that's totally fine. And they should respect yeah. that. Yeah. And not everything has to go on social media in order to be celebrated. You know, I think, yes, I think this is something that I'm really trying to remember and, and try to shift in my own life is that there are other ways to celebrate things other than just posting it, you know, mm -hmm. we didn't, I know this, I love is, that Kate, like this is our world now. It's not going to change. So me saying like, we didn't used to do this. Like I hate that's irrelevant. This is how it is now. But I also think we can, we can find other ways to celebrate or say like, I still appreciate so you, know you celebrating me. Like let's get dinner and drinks. It's so funny you say that because I went to a baby shower the other day. Mm -hmm. I have a good friend. Um, and I took a picture of her. She like she had this like very cute cake and took a picture of her in front of the cake. And I was going to post it. And then I was like, why am I posting this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, why? Why am I? Why? Why does this? Why am I posting this? You know, <laughs> like if she I'm wants to post it, fine. But like. Am I posting this just because I like want people to know that I was at her baby shower? Like that's weird. Am I or am I am I actually posting it to celebrate her? Well, like I'm already celebrating her. I'm at her baby shower. Like she knows I'm celebrating her. I don't need to post mm -hmm. it to my Instagram. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so it's, it was just funny to hear you say that because I had I like had these thoughts the other I went through all of these thoughts the other day as I was debating whether to post a very like innocuous photo to Instagram but I ultimately landed on not posting it no I think it's a real I think it is <laughs> no I, I really think it is a larger kind of conversation that we should be having of like when I quit Twitter my brain would constantly come up with things to tweet even though I had I knew I had not been on the app anymore and I was like I would come up with things and want to tweet them and then it was like, why do I need, mm. why can't I just have this thought and not share it? And like how we've, we've basically been conditioned. Like it's now like muscle memory to want to just post and share and tweet and Instagram and all that shit. So I think taking a pause is great. I love that you, did you end up posting mm -hmm. it? You didn't, did you? Right? You didn't. No, post I did it? not. I did not post. The cake? I mean, the cake sounds delicious cake yeah i mean it was it was a big cake from Susie cakes so Susie cakes what's wrong so with that good. um anyway 
Kate. All right. Next email. Should we read this other email? Yeah. Take it away, Dory. Hi, Cat Door. Let me put the little trademark. I know. So <laughs> Simple. <cute. laughs> Which I appreciate. Um, I'm wondering if you two or your listeners might have suggestions regarding the loss of a pet, especially one that is very sudden. I'm finding it's kind of a mixed bag on how people react to the loss of a pet. But for my partner and I, this loss really is devastating. Any suggestions on how to grieve or ways to honor the pets are appreciated. Mm. It is. I mean, it is a real. You and I have both bag. been there. Oh fuck! Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I think if you, if people who don't have pets or don't have the same relationship to their pets don't understand how deep of a loss it is, and it truly is. It, it, it's it's true loss. It's true grief. The kind that we experience in other ways. And I I, I see yeah. you. Um, it's very real. So number one, yes, we both see you on this. Um, and I would try to focus on the react the reactions you get from people who understand your experience. Because from those who don't, like it's not they're not intentionally being unkind. They just don't get it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. How to grieve. I mean, I know I like I have people who have had like services and celebrations of life for their pets. I think mm. art is a beautiful I have I, my neighbor, he had a, a funeral service for his dog. He was so close with his dog. Oh Everybody in the gosh. neighborhood knew his dog and that his dog was his family, you know? And so, oh yeah, his Aww. dog is buried in an animal cemetery here in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's LA. We tend to like, you know, really go for it here, but Sure, sure, sure. Um and I do, like I do think art or like, I mean, I have my cat's ashes. Oh, that word. What did you do with your cat's ashes, may I ask? They live on a shelf in our family room, and sometimes my kids take them out and hug them. Are they like in a decorative urn? No, they're in, they they came back to us in kind of like a pretty box. And then in the box, they're in like a can. Got it. Because I still have my dog's ashes like in the box that they came in, like in a plastic bag. I think you could put them in something nice, like a little decorative, like a little urn. I think that's nice. Or you could bury them in yeah, whatever she- you feel called to do. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, my dog died uh, 12 years ago. <laughs> I mean, my childhood dog died and her ashes just like uh, lived in a cabinet in our kitchen in like a, what looked like a Big Mac, an old Big Mac container. Like those, remember those styrofoam things? I do. I so, do remember those. Yeah. I mean, do you have any, as someone, I mean, you were very close with your dog before I knew you. I used to read, I remember when your dog died because I remember reading your what you wrote about it. It was devastating. Yeah, I wrote a piece in the New York Times about my dog dying. It was very devastating. Um, She was old, but not super old. Mm. And she had been like, she'd been sort of deteriorating, but not really. Like she was kind of fine and never had any health problems. And then she had like, she, I think she had a stroke. They, they determined and her basically like her back half was like paralyzed. And that was just sort of like the beginning of the end. And I think, um, she lasted another like two weeks. Mm. 
So it was kind of swift, but not like not, it wasn't like, you know, overnight or anything, but it was, it was relatively fast. Um, yeah. yeah, but like I was devastated. You know, I was also, I was like r- somewhat newly single. Like I had been single, I think for like four or five, five, five months at that point. So. I also felt kind of like alone in my grief. Although my ex-boyfriend did come with me to do the actual like euthanasia, which like I did appreciate. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean like it was really sad. Like I, you know, I think I can still kind of like make myself cry when I think about it. So, yeah, I don't know. That's like not super helpful. I guess it's just like, it's going to be sad. I like, I'm sorry. It really sucks. It really sucks. <sighs> hmm. Maybe people have ideas on how they've kind of um, celebrated or grieved a pet who has passed or honored them. I mean, also yeah. like a donation in their name to a rescue mm. or some other like, organization that's meaningful i think can be really nice too i love that oh that's really hard i mean you could also if you feel called you could foster you know there's stuff like that that you could do but yeah you might not be ready for that all right well (laughs) just remind that uh, just one more thing that just reminds me right reminded me that when we adopted Bo six years later the rescue was like, we just want to make sure that, you know, you're not doing this because you're grieving your your dog. And I was like, what? I was like, she died six years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, as we all know, animal rescues are their own, mm-hmm, their own mm-hmm. beast, if you will. But I, was I just will. Like, this is a, this is a crazy. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. That's a weird thing to say. She she didn't die like a month ago. You yeah. Know? And yeah. even if, even if she had, like, does that like really matter? I don't know. I guess they worry that like you're just adopting a dog to like replace the dog, and like once reality sets in, you might not actually want the new dog. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. But I think so. Like, I get know. that. I don't know. Um. Well, know we'll that. link to your so. piece in the New York Times too. Oh, thank you, Kate. They're gonna oh, like, are you already? Why is this eleven-year-old story getting a bunch of new hits? <laughs> All these clicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dory, let's take another break, and we'll be right back with a couple more listener comments. All right. BRB. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel 
I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, we are back. Hey, Kendor, any chance you could talk about wide shoe recommendations on the pod? I have very wide feet, and I find it really frustrating that so many options for wide feet look incredibly unstylish or matronly. One of the especially difficult things about having wide flat feet is that even wide width shoes from places like DSW don't expand the width of the sole of the shoe. Interesting. Thankfully, Birkenstocks are in style, but that's all I can find that fit. Would love recommendations from listeners for stylish on-trend shoes for extra wide feet. Now, I don't have wide feet, but I wanted to include this message to open it up to the audience here because this is frustrating, I imagine, for this listener. You deserve a stylish shoe. I don't have yeah. extra wide feet. Dory, do you have any any thoughts on it? Or, or is this going to be an, a real audience participation question? I think this is going to be an audience participation question. I don't have wide feet. I have discussed how I have a wide toe box. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I have I have actually like other than that I have somewhat narrow feet so that's mm-hmm. like that's like another sort of annoying problem in and of itself. Um you know our old pod sponsor Vionic makes shoes in wide widths. So that might be one place to check out um I believe I'm just checking a couple of places. Yes, Naturalizer 
also makes shoes in wide, and they have gotten much trend, much more trendy. Yeah, I will say. for sure. Um, so also, that I is another. The Mephistos. I'm just looking real quick. I meant to look this up before. I like Mephisto shoes. Mephisto shoes. Do they come in wide? Yes, they do make comf- They do make them. They're not always stylish. Some of their shoes are a little like, uh, oh, you know, stuffy, but some of them are cute. Mm. The other thing I might, the only thought I have, and this really depends on what size shoe you wear, is I wonder, and I don't know the, the science of shoe width, but I wonder if you found men's wide shoes, so, if they would be more generous than women's sized wide shoes. I had that thought, but, and I didn't say it because just, and maybe I'm wrong here, but based on this listener's email, my, my takeaway was that they were looking for kind of like stylish shoes. And I, I do think that men's shoes, it, it's it's a different vibe. You know what I mean? I do. I I end up wearing a lot of men's shoes because I'm a size 11. But like women's. men's like fancy sandals? No. No. No, no. I know what you mean. Like I'm not wearing a men's fancy sandal. No, it's more like yes. in my like if I wanted a cool pair of Nike's, I can buy men's or like yes, totally. Yes. It's it does depend on the style of shoe. For sure. And there that does yes. not to say there you can't yeah. Yes, I agree with you. So my maybe we have some. Has, my husband has a, like he got he buys I think extra wide um, shoes, men's, and so that's something that he has to um, deal with as well. The other mm. thing that I would say is if you know your exact width, I'm looking on Zappos website, and you can search by wide. And they have different degrees of wide. Like they have E, double E, and triple E, um, all the way up to nine E, which I assume wow, okay. is quite wide. Um, and then they also have W and WW, which I assume just stands for wide and extra wide. But these these various E's seem <laughs> seem promising. Seem like where it's at. Yeah, getting to the E's. You know. So. I don't know. You could you could see you could see how that works out. Um and at, at at the very least they might show you some brands that carry wide shoes. Also Zappos has a good return policy so like you could order a bunch of stuff and if they don't fit you can easily send them back. Yeah, they do have a good return policy. Well, Dory, let's wrap up just by reading this text message dedicated to you. This person writes, I just listened to app 227. And when I got to the part about Dory waking up at 3 to 4 a.m. some nights, I could totally relate. My unsolicited advice is give into it. I was waking up around 4 a.m. most mornings. I got up with that for a bit, then slowly started sleeping a bit later. I now consistently get up at around 4.45 and take time to have my coffee and do something for me before everyone else is up. I am an artist and having the hour and a half or so to sit at my desk and listen to a podcast and drink coffee has improved my life immensely. I look forward to 4 a.m. now. It's not something I ever saw myself doing, but I love it. So try giving in for a bit. Find a routine that feels like self-care and a splurge for you. 
I honestly wish I could do this, but I feel literally nauseous when I wake up too early. I do too. Like I, too. I, I just, and I feel so horrible the rest of the day that I just can't like maybe if I train my body to fall asleep at eight and then I woke up at four like that would be different but if I'm falling asleep at my like regular you know 10 30 11 and then I wake up at four it's just not enough sleep for me like yeah, it's just same. not so yeah. you know I wish I could give into it but I, I just I can't I need more sleep so same boat same boat and I woke up Again last night at 3.45. No, you did? I sure did. And I couldn't fall back asleep till like 5.30. Uh. And then I, my alarm, I had, I set an alarm because Henry's little wake up light turns green at 7.16 and he like immediately wants to get out of his crib. And so I like, I try to get up at like by 7.05 and my alarm went off and I drifted back to sleep and then at like 7.20, I sort of like jerked awake and he was screaming for me. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. <sighs> I know. It's like what mama was doing. I was like, I was sleeping, but I overslept. He was like, why? And I said, because I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't fall back asleep. And then I fell back asleep and I overslept. Why? He's oh, in that phase. Oh, boy. Like, I but, don't you know. know. I it's did, hard I being like, a grown up. I know. I was like, I need to be honest with you. Like, I just overslept. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no great secret here. <laughs> no great secret here. Anyway. Yeah. So. Well, thank you, listener. All right. Well, Dory, we'll talk to you later and talk to everybody else later, too. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>